Can I encourage you to open your Bibles back up to Matthew chapter 5? And as you're doing it, let me ask you this question. Who do you think are the most powerful and influential people in our world today? On the screen, I've put three suggestions. You have Joe Biden, President of the United States, Rishi Sunak, Prime Minister of our country. And maybe when you think about people who have power and influence, you think of a politician because you think about the influence that they can have. Or the other person up on the screen is Cristiano Ronaldo, who is deemed the biggest social media influencer in the world. Cristiano Ronaldo, every time he posts on social media, they say earns about $1.6 million every time he makes a post on Twitter or Instagram. Such is the impact that he can have on his followers. Often we believe that the only ones who can really make a difference, the only ones who can really make a changes in this world are people who are in high positions, those who hold real power and influence. But in our passage this morning that we're going to think about from Matthew 5, well, it's going to show us that the ones who can really make a difference are people like you and like me. People sitting around you this morning in this building. Because Jesus says that we're the ones who can do something that will last for eternity. Jesus says that as we live in this world, in the things that we're involved in, in the day-to-day -day situations that we find ourselves in, we will make a difference for him. It's part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Earlier on in Matthew, Jesus has been explaining in verses 1 to 12 the qualities of a Christian. Poor in spirit, meek, hungering after righteousness, peacemakers, pure in heart. And when you look at those qualities, you wonder what kind of impact can a group of people like that make? They look weak and feeble. Jesus' answer is that we are salt and light in the world. Not that we should be, but that we are. And that we can be used by him to have a powerful impact on this world. If you're a believer here this morning, if you're trusting in Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sins, and you know that in Jesus alone your hope is found, well, God wants to use you to impact the world with the life-changing message of the gospel. And it's a message that this world needs to hear. You see, we're not to be off living on a Christian island. We are to be in the world, being, as Jesus says, salt and light. And this is a command for each and every one who follows Christ. We are salt and light. It's a task which every Christian is to be devoted to. You, says Jesus, are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Think about the impact that the group of people gathered in this building this morning could have. The places that we're going to go in the week ahead.
the different people that we're going to speak to, the different people that we're going to work alongside, the different conversations that we're going to have. In the week ahead with the people gathered in this building, there's the opportunity to impact hundreds of lives, to be salt and light. And so as we look at this passage this morning, I want you to think about your place of work, that place you spend most of your time, and to listen to the challenge that Jesus gives us. And as we turn to look at these verses together, we're going to find ourselves confronted with three challenges. But before we get to those challenges, let's pray and ask for God's help. Let's pray for a moment. Father, as we look at your word, as we're confronted about being salt and light, impacting this world for the sake of the gospel, Father, speak to our hearts. Father, help us to see who we are in you. Father, remind us afresh that you are working through us, through your Holy Spirit. Father, help us not to be overwhelmed as we look into a broken and sinful world. But Father, to see the opportunity, to see the harvest fields, and Father, to respond by being the men and women that you have called us to be. May it all be for the glory of your name. So we're thinking about being salt and light. And I've said there's three challenges. And the first one is to understand the world that we are in. We need to understand the world that we are living in. Jesus says we're the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And in saying that, Jesus is showing that there's a problem in this world. And the problem is that this world is dark and it is decaying. Salt in the ancient world, and indeed still sometimes today, is used as a preservative. In days when there were no fridges or freezers, salt would be used to stop food going bad. It was often rubbed into meat, for example, to stop it decaying. And the point that Jesus is making is that this world is rotting and it needs the salt to keep it from decaying even quicker. Of course, salt won't stop the rot completely, but it will drastically slow the rot. This world is broken, this world is sinful, and it's going to be feeling the effect of sin until the day that Christ returns and all things are made new. But we can impact this world by being the salt that we're called to be. And then what about light? The assumption again is that this world is a dark place. You don't need lights in a lit room, do you? Only where it's dark do you need the light. The world is in darkness and Jesus says that this world needs Christians in it to slow the rot and to shine in the darkness. Look at some of these pictures that you'll see up on the screen. Picture of what the, the devastation that we've seen in Turkey. A picture of the war that's continuing to happen in Ukraine. And up in the corner, thinking about the cost of living crisis. 
Our world might want to hide from the truth, but we know the fact is that this world is broken, it's sinful, and it is rotting, and we see that impact. We see it as we turn on our news every evening. Those pictures coming from Turkey and Syria, the devastation in Ukraine, as we think about what's happening with folk not being able to meet their basic needs. The BBC News reporting this morning an accident in Ballygowan yesterday, a car hijacking in London Derry, the ongoing talks about the Northern Ireland Protocol, and then we come closer to home. We think about people that we know who are in hospital, who are struggling with their health. We think about people who are hurting, who are feeling the weight and the burdens of living in this broken world. We think about broken relationships, broken families, people who are struggling in every way. And it's all because of sin. We've rejected God. We've turned our backs on him. Our world says we don't need you, God. And our hearts do the same. And the world is suffering as a result. The Bible tells us that creation is groaning. And it is vitally important that we grasp the seriousness of the situation that we are in. Because it's whenever we understand how broken and how sinful this world is, well, it's then that we are reminded of the importance of the hope that we are taking into the world. We have the gospel. We have hope. We have light. We have the gospel to impact a world in need. We need to understand our world. We need to know and be reminded that it's broken. We need to be reminded that this world is filled with people who are suffering, who are struggling, but we have something to say to them. We have the salt and the light of the gospel. We need to understand the brokenness of our world. That's the first challenge. Second challenge you'll see up on the screen, we are to slew the rot because we are the salt of the earth. Once we've understood the world in all its rot and darkness, then we can understand the next challenge, which is for believers to slew the rot. Jesus says it, you are the salt of the earth. You see, whenever we look out into the world, it, would, it could be easy for us to get depressed and downhearted. And yet Jesus says, there's hope. And it's what God's doing through you and through me, the salt of the earth. We've already said that salt in the ancient world was used as a preservative. It slowed the rotting of food. And it is, it's as if Jesus is saying to us that we Christians are the ones who've been given the task of slowing the rot in the world. That we can stop the moral decline. We can speak into the sin of this world we can speak the truth of God's world into the world. We can make a difference for good. We can impact our situations with the truth of the gospel. We can show that the Bible is not just another way, but the Bible is the best way. It's the only way. Think about groups like the Christian Institute who take a public stand on issues like abortion, 
same-sex marriage, gender identity, religious freedoms and liberties. They are being sought in the public sphere. They're pointing out that something is wrong and they are showing the better way. They are showing the gospel way. Christians down the years have always got involved in public life and they've impacted the world for good. People like Dr. Bernardo or William Wilberforce, helping children in need and bringing about the abolition of slavery. And there have been countless others Christians who acted as salt in the public sphere and were able to make big changes. And how we need men and women like that today. Let's continue to pray that God will raise up men and women into positions of political power. That they will be salt. That they'll slew the rot by promoting the truth of God's word and his values. Think too of Christians in the media and the influence and the impact that they can have to be salt in our rotting world. But most of us are not in such a public sphere. We're not politicians, we're not working in the media. How are we to be salt of the earth? Well, that's what we thought about with the boys and girls. It's what we do each and every day. We're to live lives that are distinctive from the world around us. We're to put into practice all that Jesus said in verses 1 to 12. Think about being in the workplace tomorrow. Think about the fact that you stand out because you don't swear. You don't get involved in gossip. You don't laugh when that inappropriate joke is told. When someone suggests a way that you can cut corners in your job, you don't go along with it because you know that's not the right thing to do you know that you are called to do everything for the glory of God. And instead, what do you do? You be salt. You show that there's something different about you and you point people to Christ, the hope that you have and the hope that they can come to know. And I know that there are plenty of you here this morning who are doing that each and every day living a life that's distinct from the world, a life different from those around you. And folks, let me say that is another important reason why you need to gather Sunday by Sunday to be refreshed, to be filled up, to go back out into the world. Because look at the warning Jesus gives. If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. If we're not being salty, if we're not being distinctive in the world, then we are not being what Christ has called us to be. What happens salt lying in a salt shaker? Well, it'll go soft and mushy. It'll be tainted by other smells, by the things around it. We need to be distinct different and salty. We need to be different from the world around us, are we? I read someone who once said that if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? When people look at your life, do they see that you are different? Do they see Christ in your life? 
The danger is that we lose our saltiness, that we're no longer distinctive. If you have been following anything about what was happening in the Church of England Synod a fortnight ago, you'll know the heartbreaking situation there. As bishops bringing down recommendations to pray for couples of the same sex entering into marriage. Bishops recommending this to the Church of England. I watched a little bit of it online and it was heartbreaking to see. Heartbreaking to see clergy within the Church of England getting up and saying that this is wonderful. Getting up and saying that it has taken far too long. Seeing clergy within the Church of England saying that the Church of England should be and needs to be conducting same-sex marriages. But then there were those who got up and they were broken-hearted as they looked at what was happening within their own denomination. A young girl from Northern Ireland spoke about getting married in a couple of months' time and said that Jesus is the only way. Not in what this world has to say, but Jesus is not only the better story, he's the best story. The Church of England has been tainted by the world. That's the warning that Jesus gives here. What about us? We're happy to be a Christian on a Sunday. We're happy to come along, sit through a service. But what impact is it having on our Monday, our Wednesday, our Friday, our every day? Are we being the salt Christ calls us to be? And then lastly, we're to spread the light. Look at verse 14. You are the light of the world. Salt and light are complementary. Salt slows down the rot while light points to Jesus. Jesus doesn't say we're the honey of the world. He says we're salt and light. We're not just in the world to be sweet and nice. Rather, we're in the world to be distinct. We're in the world to point to Jesus. It's not enough simply to be different. People, yes, need to see there's something different about us, but they need to know what that difference is. And that difference comes from where we get our light from. Jesus himself is the light of the world, and we reflect his light. John 8, in John 8, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. When you look at the moon at night, you don't actually see the moon shining. Instead, the light is light reflected from the sun. And so as Christians, we reflect Jesus' light. And so we must point people to the light that is Christ. We're not just trying to be nice people. We're wanting to point people to our Savior. We're wanting to point people to the ultimate joy that is found in following Christ. Christ who paid the ultimate price to rescue us from this dark and rotting world. And Christ who longs for others to come to know him. And he wants us to be the means to lead others to him. 
We are to be the lights who point to Christ. The big temptation is to hide the light. Not to speak about why we are different. I know we can all think about opportunities we've missed to share the gospel. We're not, we need to think about the opportunities that now lie in front of us. To keep asking God to give us opportunities, to have the courage to take them as and when they come. We have nothing to be ashamed of. We know what Jesus has done in our lives. We know that Jesus is the only way. We know that the world is dark. We know that the world is rotting, but we can say, look to Christ. There is hope in Jesus alone. Jesus gives two illustrations of what we're to be like. We're to be a city on a hill. You can see it for miles around. It cannot be hidden. And you don't hide a lamp under your bed. You put it on a lampstand so that it shines for all to see. We're not to hide the light. We are to be salt and light in the world. You are where you are for a reason. And that reason is to point people to Jesus. Think again of what we said at the start. We are salt and light in this world. We can change the world. We can impact this world little by little by slowing the rod and spreading the light. It won't be easy. It's going to get harder and harder in the years that are to come. But this is what we're called to do. Don't lose your saltiness. Don't hide your light. God is working within you. You are salt of the earth. We are salt of the earth. We are the light of this world. We're going to leave this building in a few minutes. We're going to scatter in the week ahead to different homes, different workplaces, different people that we're going to come into contact with. Think about that impact. Being salt in those situations, pointing to the light of Christ. Think about how exciting that is. Think about the possibilities that can be had for the kingdom whenever we leave this place. As we are salt and we are light. This world is dark. This world is rotting. But we know the hope because we know the light. Let's pray. Father, you've reminded us who we are as Christians that we are in Christ and we are salt and we are light. Father, it's not easy, but you have given us your spirit within us. And so, Father, help us to think about the different places we'll be. Help us to think about the conversations we'll have. And, Father, help us to take every opportunity to point to Christ, the light of the world, knowing the difference that he has made in our lives Father, may we speak boldly. May we speak unashamedly. Father, may we speak clearly about Christ. And Father, may it be that through us that your kingdom continues to grow and advance, that more people come from the dark and rotting world 
to see the light and life that's found only in Jesus. And it's in his name we pray.